So hello everybody, this is 19 to the Dozen, episode 8. With us together it's uh, Monica Mills, um, artist from UK. Ish. 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 Okay. Go on. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome, Monica. <laughs> welcome to my studio. Um, All right, we are in Monica's studio. If you want to follow Monica on Instagram or buy her wonderful art, it's Monica underscore Mills. Uh, yeah, we're here uh, at Fragovka, my complete mess of a studio. So thank you for putting up with that. Um, thank you for having us here. Yeah. It's wonderful to see the animal in its natural habitat. Why from UK-ish? What is the story there, Monica? Um, Are you just like not proud of Brexit? And Oh, definitely not proud of that. That's an embarrassment. Um, no, uh, I was born in Scotland, actually, um, but I grew up in Zimbabwe. Um, yeah, so uh, I only moved to the UK when I was, maths, 10. Okay. Um, and then I, I lived in the countryside in... Um, like not in a field, but sheep, cows, fields, green, not a lot going on um, in a lovely little town called Stroud. Um, and then I went to university in Liverpool mm -hmm. and that was my first kind of... Big city experience. Yeah. Mm. Whoa. <laughs> it's a fantastic, fantastic city. Um, and actually I was studying philosophy and uh, English literature. Very useful subjects. Um, and then I was there for three years and then I had no idea what to do next. Like every graduate who finishes with a philosophy degree and an English degree, you question life. And then uh, I moved to New Zealand, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, so when my family kind of left New Zealand, my dad's side had a had dual nationality with the UK. So we were able to move to the UK, no problems. It was fine. But in 2001, the UK started closing the borders to people leaving Zimbabwe. So my mom's side of the family, they were, they're like sixth generation white South African um, or white Zimbabwean. And so the UK wouldn't let them in. Um, so they moved to New Zealand. Um, so I had my entire family from my childhood growing up in one country and then by the time I was 10, I had three continents. <laughs> um, and so we visited New Zealand a lot while I was a teenager. And then my mom's mom, she was over there and my mom's brother and kind of lots, lots of family on that side. Um, and we went to, I went there and I, <clears throat> I worked in a shopping mall and I sold uh, hair straighteners and hair curlers. Wow. Yeah, very different. It was a lot of fun working in sales. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely telling the truth there. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, I would be one of those people like in the shopping center that would be like, hi, can I show you something for your hair? And I would like encourage people to sit down. Let me just show you. I can straighten it. I can curl it. And the whole time I'm going, oh, this is an entirely different brand. It's nothing like GHD. We use all our money to create this beautiful product. We don't spend it all on marketing. Um, yada, 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 yada. And we only earned what we sold. We only like earned a percentage of what we sold. So there was no basic salary? Nah. Wow. Yeah. In in one year, I had three days of no selling. And it was okay because I wow. was... I was good. I was very good at my job. Um, <laughs> but I don't think I could do it now. Okay. <laughs> I was 21, 22. 
Um, and New Zealand is beautiful. It was the most incredible experience. I've been back a couple times. I'm now too old to move there. They're they are having, ageist? They Pe- are ageist. Really? They're ageist <laughs> and like qualificationist. And because I keep doing degrees like English, philosophy and art, they don't want me. I'm unemployable basically over there. Um, but yeah, they, they have... They like, don't enjoy art in New Zealand. Um, nah, not in the same way. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, once I hit 30, I was like, well, New Zealand's not happening now. Never mind. Um, and Prague then, surely enjoys art. Yes, Prague. So... My first time coming to Prague, I think I was 20, that's three or four. Um, and I came here knowing I had this job in Mlada Boleslav. I didn't know where it was. I got off at like the airport and was like, I should have done some research about this before I arrived. Mlada has an airport? No, here in Prague. Oh, okay. And I had two days training here with like the company I was working for to teach. And then, and then I got in a car with my, my manager, my regional manager. And she was like, cool, we're going to drive to Mlada Boleslav. I'm like, great, where, which direction are we going? She took me to Kost Castle, which is like on the way, um, and put me in this like panelak and was like, cool, you start work on Monday. It was a, a, <laughs> a very strange experience. Um, not a lot of people speak English in Mlada Boleslav. That's what I've learned. Um, I used they to do with, now because they do now there is a whole generation of children who speak fluent English because I'm very good at my job um, I used to go to this like death metal bar and play darts and pool with people with beautiful beards just like your own um, thank you who oh, would wear a lot of khaki and a lot of combat gear and just... yeah didn't know how, we, we couldn't converse but we had a great time there was a jukebox. You could choose the music. We all had the same taste in music. It was a lot of singing. Um, so that was great. Um, <laughs> and then I... What did I do after that? Oh, I went and got my teaching degree. Okay. Yeah. Technically a qualified teacher. Well done. Um, thank you. Uh, it's hard. Don't do it unless you really want to. <laughs> um, and then I moved to Macau. Yeah. Travel a lot. Okay. <laughs> Haven't even got to the art part yet. Yeah. So how is Macau? Because oh. you didn't tell us how Zimbabwe is. So. Uh, Zimbabwe, I was a child. I only have good memories. I just remember swimming, playing outside, a couple of snakes, a couple of really big spiders. Um, the hairy ones? The yeah, the world. really, like the big, like baboon spiders. They're so big. They're like fleshy and like squishy. They're like skin goes Ew. horrible. Um, they cannot kill a human, right? I mean, I I don't can remember. They kill I, they they are lethal. Um, I remember. They the, are lethal. Yeah, I think they are. Because uh, I have this kind of memory. Because it is like twenty five ish years ago now. Mm. Um, of our dog outside. It was an outdoor dog, not an indoor dog. Um, who was by the back door, which was like a stable door, which you could open. And it was really, it was like a lot of gravel and cobbles and outside. And there was this giant baboon spider doing the thing where it's like got a huge body and it rears up and is like, I'm going to get you. And the dog, dogs are wonderful, but they're not smart. It didn't know it was there. So it's just going, da, 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 da. It would definitely kill the dog. I'm not sure about a human. Um, And so I remember being about six or seven and going, mom, that dog is going to get killed by a spider. Um, I'm not sure how the story ends because I don't remember it. <laughs> so 
There you go. There's some suspense for you. Yeah. You, sh- you, pr- you should promise that you're going to post, uh, you're going to ask your mom and post it for everybody <laughs> that's subscribed to this channel and to her Instagram. We need to know the story. So I will ask my mom. Yeah. She probably won't remember. She'll be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but I will, I'll ask. I'll see if I can get a, a an ending to that story because now I'm curious. I mean, I know the dog didn't die. I'm pretty sure the spider died. Hmm. Um, that's how, that's how the story yeah. should end. <laughs> um, Macau then. Yeah. So, huh. this is, um, Asia, I think. Yeah. Somewhere. It's the Asian Vegas. It's uh, what? 80 kilometers away from Hong Kong. Um, it was another, it's an independent city state, something like this province, something. Yes. It was Portuguese. So okay. like Hong Kong was British and then they gave it back and they have this 50 years to play. I with. remember watching that on CNN live. Oh, I don't. Um, <laughs> but it was like 99 or something. Nine, yeah, I know. I was you were alive. I was alive. I, uh, probably I the was spider nine. was happening. Yeah, then. <laughs> I was nine. I was living in Zimbabwe. I didn't know that like Hong Kong existed. <laughs> um, yeah, so por- uh, Macau is the Portuguese version, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but Macau is a lot uh, closer to China, a lot, lot friendlier. They don't have, they haven't had the same troubles that Hong Kong has had. They're like, woohoo, China. Um, so yeah, I moved to Macau. <laughs> When I had the job interview, I um, didn't know where Macau was, which makes me sound incredibly ignorant, and I apologize to the world. Um, but I now know where it is, and I could find it on a map in like 30 seconds. Um, well done. I know, right? Learning. Every day is a learning day. Um, and um, I had, I was, I was working at a summer school in the UK, and I was going to be like five days late for training, but I was moving there with a friend. So she went... 10 days early, she organized an apartment, she organized, like, she orientated the school, the everything, and I turned up, and I had everything ready for me, and I was, my, I arrived, I was collected, and my jaw fell on the floor, I'd never seen, like, 70-story buildings that were covered in gold and marble and lights, and I'm from the countryside, and I mean, like, English countryside and African kind of, like, suburbs, I had never seen anything like Macau. Still haven't actually um, seen anything like it. And I was teaching there. I was teaching grade one at an international school. Um, It was amazing, but it was like living inside somebody else's like daymare or nightmare or something. You didn't know really what was going to happen on a day-to-day basis. (laughs) Does it get, I mean, the way you describe it now and the, 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 this metaphor with Mm -hmm. daymare uh, yeah yeah, the nightmare (laughs) daymare does it can can you is it so shiny that you don't realize it's night maybe this is how i like it like i had this flash the only time that you we had nighttime was when there was a typhoon and all the electricity went out um (laughs) that was the first nighttime like for two days in three years um have you seen the disney's pinocchio yeah yeah so you know when all the the boys go to like Mm -hmm. that crazy place and they have an amazing time and then turn into donkeys it's like that except it just never ends and you never turn into a donkey um (laughs) yeah so it's completely crazy have some amazing incredible people that i met there um and that's where i started painting because my question Uh would have been so you're a painter you have we're gonna start talking about your art i'm really curious if you think that all these places have influenced your art in one way or another because it like i do believe that everything that you experience marks you in a way or another right i mean it, it, there's if you're not an idiot something should stay behind 
something you will ponder or keep dear for the rest of your life, even if it's a smell or a memory. Yeah, no, I agree. Blah, blah. Blah, blah. So, um, for sure. Absolutely. Without growing a doubt. up in Zimbabwe, <laughs> yeah. experiencing um, in British countryside and then yeah. um, The Hobbit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, The Hobbit. I did go to Hobbiton. Ending up in Macau. That was like the light explosion that gave birth to the art inside. Yeah, in, in a way, it really did. Because as. I liked to draw as a kid. I, I didn't kind of do much of it as a, as a teenager. I was always like, oh, I'm going to be a writer. I'm going to be a poet. You have to write stuff down for that to happen, apparently. Um, I went to a... Uh, oh, I went to a workshop, uh, a charity workshop. Um, that we was really a- like... I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, do it. Go be my um, guest. We just... Uh, we don't have a sponsor, but we really like Cozelle. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if they sponsored us? Mm. <coughs> you? Yeah, us. You know, we're friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I went to a charity art workshop that was run by a friend of mine. And it was the first time I'd painted since my art GCSE when I was 15 or 16 years old. And I was now 26. So I hadn't touched a paintbrush in 10 years. Uh, and... I, I didn't stop. Literally, I finished the art workshop. I went and I bought paints and then I've been painting ever since. Um, so that was six years ago. Uh, so I've, yeah, I've been painting for six years and I, I don't know. I, I had my own apartment, which I turned into a studio. I was living under and in and around all of these paintings. I had access to quite cheap materials because China um <laughs> china um and the incredible the like, stores they had everything they they just you wanted it they were like we don't have it but they have it uh they don't have it we know where we can get it or we can get it by tomorrow um you mean art supplies art supplies oh, everything yeah. everything you could ever want so i started painting with acrylics and i started doing kind of just painting painting for fun and then i would invite my friends over be like hey come have beers come paint have some more beers, let's paint some more, let's go out and party. And then the next day hungover, we'd look at our paintings and go, damn, we're not that bad at what we do. <laughs> and then we'd be like, let's go get some beers and start painting again. Do, you, do um, you think it was meant to be painting or it could have been anything else? You just needed a medium to I think at that time yourself. it was painting. I think it, there was something about, I, I never didn't have paint on me somewhere some item of clothing in my hair. I was never not covered in paint. And there was something about the kind of plasticity of kind of acrylics when they dried. Like I would, (laughs) everything, everything I owned. I'm like, when I moved that apartment, they were actually selling it. And so, and they were re-renovating the entire thing. So they didn't care about the fact that I had paint on everything. The floor, the walls, the ceiling, the stairs, the bed, (laughs) you name it, there was paint on it. Uh, so yeah, the painting was like the tactility. The Monica Mills Macau Gallery. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if only, if only. Uh, so because I had kept like inviting my friends over, and I had the like the biggest, most open, most messy space, uh, I started doing workshops. I would make food. I'd tell everybody to bring their own drink, and I'll be like a tin there. If you want to put some money in, do it. But it became a thi- it became a thing. It was like, when, when's the next one? When's the next one? I'm like, holy shit, I got to plan some stuff. So I started reading a little bit about um, art therapy, um, kind of 
different ways of pulling things out of people, not in kind of intentionally, but not intentionally. I was curious. I was interested. I would read something and I'd be like, let's try it. I have guinea pigs who are paying me to try this, um, who were also my friends. So I warned them beforehand. Um, and yeah, I started having people who I didn't know coming to these things. And I, I was, I was in love. I was in love with the whole space, everything that I was doing. I could have done it all day, every day, except teaching's hard and takes up a lot of time. It does. And energy. Oh, yeah. So. But I would suspect that art is consuming somehow as well. Uh, yes. I th- I mean, but it, I understand it's a happy way of. Yeah, I found it actually more kind of exhilarating, actually. I think the teaching was like draining. I loved my students. I love those kids. They're incredible. But you get home after six hours and you're like, I need to go to bed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was younger then. I was just like, no, vodka, coffee, party, art. <laughs> now I'm like, mm, bed. Um, but no, when I was painting, I would just be like, I would be so high off probably the fumes, but also like the actual act of painting as well. And I would paint five six paintings in a day um maybe four or five times a week it wouldn't it would be weird for me to not to go more than two days without painting uh and then my contract was up and i didn't want to renew it because i wanted i needed a break from teaching (laughs) i've been teaching for three years i need to retire you are just you're not yet supporting yourself as an artist since you were still teaching right yeah exactly so teaching was funding everything it was and i did love it but teaching is vocational it's you can't you can't have two vocations at the same time or at least i can't okay um so art is a vocation as well so you're like you just switched vocations yeah exactly and so i wanted to move to portugal um, my, I have a lot of, so a lot of my family. In Kaish Kaish? <laughs> ah, I, I wish. <laughs> but no, in the Algarve, of course. Uh, okay. That's where all the Bifa are. Um, and my family are there. Uh, we've been there since the 80s. I think we're the original Bifa. Um, but my aunt, who had a farm, who is an artist, who is a yogi, who kind of does all these amazing things, sold her farm that year and was like, oh, my bad. That was terrible timing. Uh, so I was like, hmm, how and what do I do if I don't want to work full time and I want to do art, but I don't want to do too much because I want to find myself. Become a student. Genius. Become a student. Uh, so I applied to universities in the UK, Lisbon, Paris, Prague, uh, Utrecht in the Netherlands. Yeah. And... Oh. That's actually a nice town. <coughs> yeah, they didn't want Utrecht. me. <laughs> I got a couple of rejections. Uh, Lisbon <clears throat> and Utrecht were like, yes, we will welcome you to the bachelors of arts, but not the masters. Okay. And I, I have a bachelors in teaching. I have a bachelors in the English and philosophy, literature and philosophy. Mm-hmm. So I, like, I don't want a third bachelors. Um, the UK said yes to taking me for a master's but I didn't want to live at home. I haven't lived at home since I was 18. So I was like, "Mm, uh, I'll see where else is saying yes. Paris said yes. 15,000 euros for a year. And it was two years. (laughs) 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 No. Plus rent. (laughs) (laughs) No words. But it was nice. They sent me a little tote bag. It was great. And then uh, Prague was like, yo, we'll take you. 
Um, and because the Czech Republic really loves everybody, <laughs> they do. So uh, I actually go to Prague College, which is a uh, it's an English university that has a campus here. Uh, so it's really small. It's really tiny. And and actually, they were. I liked the fact that they were a little bit fussy. They were like, "Yes, we'll take you on the masters, but you don't have an art background, so you have to do a one year foundation year first. So I because did that. I, I I I since you brought it up, I think that what the people in Utrecht also wanted from you, you know, like teach you the the basics, the academic way of doing art, and then allowing you to follow a master, right? Yeah, that, that was the point. Yeah, so because art, even if it's art, and it should be like the expression that whatever you have inside, right? Um, eh, it's definitely not it, that. If you it is it. very <laughs> academic. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I definitely understand that. I'm really glad that I did this kind of like it wasn't a foundation year; it was like a bridging year. I did one. I did like half of the first year BA and half of the second year BA at the same time, and I didn't get a grade. I was just like a pass or a fail, so I could learn audio, video, like some sculpture stuff, painting stuff, things, mediums that I'd never tried. Because they're like, you only paint and this is mm-hmm. not, like Prague College is not for just for like one medium. It's fine arts. It's all of the mediums. It's every kind of possible way that you could create something. Which I'm glad that I chose because actually Paris was actually just for illustration and painting. Um, so I, I'm happy with the direction I chose. And then I started the master's. What year are we in? 2021 I so think? i started in 2019 so yeah this is i'm five weeks away from finishing my two-year masters Let well done be sick Hold yeah. on. <laughs> you have many projects going on and this yes. is actually how um you became visible to me and i i, I wanted to i'm uh, curious about how you found me lavender girls amazing yes that makes me very happy um yes lavender girls uh because no, go on. Sorry. I read a book. Mm. I highly recommend reading <laughs> to You've everybody. Graduated philosophy and literature only reading one book. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you? Um, no, I recently read a book uh, over the summer when I was um, in Portugal, <laughs> titled "Growing Up Gay, Growing Up Lesbian," and that's a. Uh, it's not it's, the first book I would pick from a shelf. I got it from a charity shop in the UK. Oh, I was. Okay. It was I a was, free book. Yeah, it was a very, very cheap book. Paperback. <laughs> I have it here. You can borrow it. Who if you wrote want. it? Yeah, let me touch it. So it's actually a it's an anthology. Oh, um, and yeah. the, uh, the the prologue is by Martina Navrasilova. Actually, there's some uh, throw some Czech people in there for you. Okay. Um, the you know the really famous lesbian tennis player. Yeah. Martina Navratilova. Yeah. 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 Good. Yeah. Just checking. Um, by the way, um. Maybe you can help us. Uh, one of the uh, first, the signer of Carta 77, Jirina Brokharalva, just died. But she's the... She just died, I think. Did she die? No, no, no. It's uh, If you check expas.cz, we can... Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's Because we need to do a shout out. Because uh-huh. these people had gender studies in 1991. Yes, good. These people had fucking because you know, like good. So I'm uh, looking at this book. We will cut some part of it. No, the Dvorakova Dvi Ijina, Ijina Jirina something. Shikulova. No, no, no. I was. Yeah, 
Yes, how? 85. 85, she died. So yes. she has died. But she is a, a professor that actually started gender studies in Czech Republic in 1991. She, she was sign, signer of Karta 77, which is this literature artsy group that Václav Havel started. Yeah. To fight the right, am I saying it? it it's not my history. To, cool, to, to I fight. did not know that. Yeah. So look, <clears throat> this place was under Russians. Yes. Communists, blah blah blah, like all Eastern Europe. Mm-hmm. But this is Central Europe. Not to offend our Czech friends, because <laughs> we've kind of offended them in the other episode. Oh, have the, you? That <laughs> doesn't surprise me. The Mexican, <laughs> not me. The Mexican, <laughs> the lone Mexican, Jose Moreno, on comedian on YouTube. Please, he's got just 17 subscribers. Oh. We have 54. As Monica just pointed out. Um, <laughs> well, but this is recorded on the 26th of May. It will air in June something. So maybe... This brings me back. What's her name? Shiklova. 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 So besides uh, <laughs> Martina Navratilova, which I guess we all know, the blonde tennis player, um, I'm not really sure when she came out, if it was after... It should yeah, have it been after. after 89, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But Czech Republic, besides Martina Navratilova, this girl, this woman, she died at 85, Izina Shiklova. She was signer of Karta 77, mm-hmm. which is basically the opposition, which Václav Havel was one of the people that oh, built wow. around. Mm-hmm. It was just artsy circle of people writing plays writing novels doing art the best and, kind of people and she was the first one to introduce i think gender studies in czech universities in 1991 she just passed away so yeah czech republic is uh, i guess is i love it for being so open it, it is, is very open, open. In many many ways and if you've not experienced prague as a drunk man you should <laughs> <laughs> So growing up gay, growing up lesbian, you were telling me that the, yes, you picked so up this book. I did. I picked up this book in a charity shop last summer and I read it on a beach in Portugal and I started painting from it. I was reading all the stories. So this is what gave birth to the this, this, yeah, artistic this is, explosion this in Macau. Kind of, yeah, the, it kind of directed me because I used, I used to paint a lot of just myself. <laughs> I would have photographs of myself and then paint them. Very narcissistic. Um, and then I moved to more... Like your story from today from Instagram, I mean. Uh, what? Me? Narcissistic? Never. <laughs> um, no, I became a lot more abstract. I was doing figurative work and I can copy something. I can do that. It just... It feels like an exercise. It feels like something that I'm doing to practice and hone a skill, um, which is fantastic and fun. I enjoy, you know, practicing I never learning. considered artistic the people that would just... You know, the, the, they are this... Um, I had a neighbor growing up. The hyper-realist. She was... No, she was just copying. She was... She, it was never... She never put a fucking banana on a table to paint it. Oh, she'd she copy was from always, pictures. Yeah, from anybody. She could copy... To my mind at that time, she could copy anything. I, I remember a Bruegel. Mm-hmm. Okay, you that's know? yeah, not that's not easy though. Yeah, that's a but I never skill. respected. The, and there's a lot of people that do art just for like this, as you just mentioned it. You know, like copying other people's art and never putting something out from. Their but own, I think you know? I think that kind of art has a it has a is different that art. That was yeah, my question, absolutely. But, but it has a different no, purpose. I think that kind of art is to kind of do something mechanical so that your brain can think about something else rather than doing something creative where your brain is always thinking about the same thing. And those those are two different things. It's both art. 
It's definitely art. Okay. But it's not, it, you're working different sides of your brain. Because actually that's when I was kind of painting, started painting abstractly, I no longer had to think. It's like my brain turned off, um, which is a beautiful experience. I have many ways of doing that to myself, <laughs> but it is a beautiful experience. Everybody I should. <laughs> I highly recommend painting every day instead of drinking every day. Oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, both of it's definitely art. But yeah, it's just different skills. Um, that's not something that I could do. Um, I it's I could do it once every couple of years. Um, yeah, coronavirus, I did it a little bit actually, and it's a good practice for something and it's if you want to not focus on what's in front of you then it's great yes we are at episode eight this is 19 to 11 uh (laughs) we are at episode eight this is 19 to the dozen please subscribe it is the first time i'm bringing somebody back to the point we were discussing lavender girl (laughs) i'm glad you took note Okay, this started a different series, actually. Um, so, we and this is how about, this know. is why I wanted to this is why I wanted to to sit down with you, uh, Monica, because that's very interesting to me, and it's a subject that I don't find a lot of people that would accept a conversation or a dialogue with me. Okay. So you're very brave for accepting this. <laughs> I, that might say more about you than about me, though. Oh. <laughs> Lavender this is girl. Not, this is not the first time somebody tells me that. Again, that might be a learning point for you. Told you, every day is a learning day. Uh, yeah, Lavender Girls was... I wanted to talk about in a visual way, without words, because words are hard. Uh, I wanted to visually create something that had frustrated me my entire life. I... Uh, labels are fun. Gay, lesbian, pansexual, bisexual, I will take them all. Prefer queer, though, um, as it covers a multitude of sins. Um, And I wanted, I was so frustrated by the lack of representation that I had in mainstream cinema when I was growing up. There was nothing, nothing, nothing that you could find. I didn't have Netflix when I was a teenager. Okay. You didn't have Netflix when you were a teenager either. I didn't have internet. I remember a world cool. when I needed to call my my play friends on a fucking... Um, <laughs> how do you call those? Rotary a, phone? A, yeah, a rotary phone or a dial-up <sighs> telephone. I was born in 1979. You're... Not even in the you 80s. You great for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it had. it was something that had been kind of gnawing away at me subconsciously because it wasn't it, it has it kind of like reared its head in the last two years it wasn't something i was always wait 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 wait. you felt that lgbtq plus representation are not oh okay representation is not that's what you were talking right yes what do you mean by representation you need the num- you you mean the number of artists that that um oh. come from this community no it's not what it's got nothing mean? okay so uh growing up as a queer teenager in the early 2000s i i didn't have any like kind of point to relate to the points that i had to relate to which are mentioned in the lavender girls documentary 
where that song by Tattoo, where like the two girls are singing in the rain and they make out and it is... The Russian song. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> um, or, or, or kind of, I watched a lot of The L Word, which was this like, uh, incredible, incredible TV show uh, that was for the first time I could see myself. I'm like, oh, there's somebody else that likes girls. Yes, I'm not insane. Um, so it's about having... You are not having the lifestyle though. It was a, something you felt, right? Yeah, it was something that I felt. But I... And even though I never questioned myself, everybody else questioned me and I couldn't go, hey, look at these people. They're also gay. It's fine. It's totally fine. I could just go like... <laughs> and just yeah okay maybe I'm doing it for attention or I was called like many many things because people didn't know what they were talking about so it's not necessarily just representation for myself to understand who I am it's so that other people don't who don't understand and don't get it because they're you know heteronormative or straight and whatever and that's fine if you don't see something how are you supposed to understand it Therefore, representation is needed because if you see it, you kind of go, oh, it's okay. Um, I did an interview a couple of weeks back with um, Lavender Magazine in the UK, and we had this discussion about even bad representation is better than no representation because it so helps dog you. Dog Day Afternoon versus Milk? <laughs> I'm not sure if I get that reference. <laughs> Milk, Milk is a Sean Penn movie. Okay, yes. Dog Day Afternoon is the Al Pacino movie. Okay, yeah, no, and I, I think I he was uh, okay. I'm whatever. sorry, that's um, gonna go yeah. over my head. Um, but it's better to kind of see somebody who you can identify with rather than just thinking you're entirely alone. Of course, social media can be a beautiful, wonderful thing, and you can find what you're looking for now, but. You know, 20 years ago, like 15 years ago, I didn't have that. When did you, how does one know they're gay? You just, I mean, without... What I, age? I how did it happen? I don't know. Was your first kiss with a girl or with Actually, a boy? Actually, it was. It was with a girl. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I should have known probably from like quite a lot younger. Um, but again, I didn't really see, I mean, I, w I was quite young, so I didn't really see a lot of straight stuff either this i was, was watching like, cartoons this was <laughs> this was um new zealand though right no or Zimba, you, i so uh, no Zimbabwe, so Ingl you were 10 or i was 12, had my first whatever, kiss when i was oh. really well well yes i had um, my first kiss like five minutes ago stan just kissed me <laughs> he said don't worry you can do this and he kissed me it was like uh, i'm very happy for both of you um <laughs> Stan, if you want to talk about it afterwards, Fuck it's okay. Fuck you, we're not a couple yet. <laughs> um, no, I was, this was in the UK. This was in the oh, UK, yeah. one of those, you know, beautifully liberal one countries, of those, technically. You know, yeah. um, it is. It know. is now. But again, this is like the, you think, like if you think of a cycle, um, attitudes change, people fight for their rights, eventually the law changes, but the attitudes of the majority still hasn't changed. That changes with a lot of time. And honestly, we're not there yet. It's like... The, there were. It, we're mean, not there where we have exactly the same rights as everybody look, else. the only... Okay. In any country, anywhere. Any country, anywhere? No, we don't have the exact It's not going to happen in our lifetime, Monica. I am I, aware of that, but it's going to happen country, sooner anywhere. if we fight for it. <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> That's depressing. <laughs> don't say that. Hold on. Let me drink my Kozel. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for helping me get through this difficult time. Kozel, we really love you. We're going to do this one more time. 
and then we're gonna stop and we're gonna switch to something fucking else because <laughs> if you're not paying us we're gonna stop putting it in there do you need acrylics maybe Cozel, at least pay for, for her fucking acrylic <laughs> <laughs> that would be great thanks yeah. um <laughs> we were talking uh lavender girls monica yes the the need for the representation of not just lesbian but queer characters is so that we are more than just uh an idea that we actually are treated the same as everybody else so we are considered humans um which unfortunately the fact that there is legislation that categorizes as something other means that without that representation either people forget about us or people are hostile towards us uh or we just forget that we have a community and i mean i think covid and this whole like ridiculous lockdown and this isolation has really shown everybody how much humans are social we we need other people didn't we know um, this already you'd think we did we we did but it it's become i think personally it's become so much more apparent about how much we need relationships with other people and positive ones so having knowing that there is a community out there that there are other people who are like you is really very important to me that's something that i think is would have benefited my my youth ooh youth wow nah. can you i feel, I feel would, like i've just aged like 25 years by saying that would word. you would you educate a 35 year old hetero <laughs> i i can educate a 38 year old hetero <laughs> <laughs> that's fine i'll i'll take that so um I know where the L comes from. Yeah. LGBT, LG. I know the G. Yeah. B is bi, I guess. Bisexual, yeah. Okay. LGBT is trans. Trans, yeah. Q is queer. Queer. I have problems with that. What is the difference between... Okay. What 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 is queer? Okay. I, I would use, for me personally, and everybody chooses their labels differently. For me, queer is more of an umbrella term. So queer would be... Anybody who fits underneath, I like to call it the alphabet soup um, for all the letters because, I mean, there are a lot of letters. <laughs> Queer for me fits like synonymously with LGBTQ+, but not everybody likes the word queer because it used to be really derogatory. Um, it used to be okay. something that was offensive and we're taking it back. It's now our word, like, fuck you for using it as a slur, basically. Okay. Um, and yeah, we're celebrating that word. And by using that word for me, it just means I'm not heteronormative that's for me that's what it means as simple as that i don't know what i like i like people i don't like people but i like some people <laughs> i don't few people <laughs> um and their gender their sexuality is it has nothing to do with it it's to do with the chemistry that i have with another person and that is for me i cannot speak for other people but generally how do you how do you define yourself then monica uh i use i interchangeably use the term uh bisexual or pansexual um not everybody does that some people prefer one over the other some people prefer a difference because bi obviously has the connotation of two um but two doesn't mean this kind of like spec like uh opposite spectrum of male and female it would be your own gender and another gender whereas pansexual wait, 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 wait. okay let's let's do some maths here come on well yeah so <clears throat> i don't know if this will stay or not go for it but there's more than two genders <gasps> oh my god seriously yes. i mean okay well okay i have a question <clears throat> 
What is gender to you? <sighs> yeah. I guess I, very raw, it would be the genitalia you're born with that gives you the gender. Okay, that's, okay. And that's not a incorrect answer. There are like the, the hermaphrodites. Ooh, of, we like, don't use that word anymore. We use the word intersex. Intersex. Which is what the I comes from, the LGBTQIA plus. Okay, so I'm really sorry. So if you're you're born with with two... With a different chromosome, that therefore means that you are not fitting within this binary idea, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Biologically, you're not fitting into the... May I? Yeah. Thank you. Um, Okay, so I, I don't inherently disagree with you i was brought up with the exact same idea male female they show me the animal world they're like this is this is how it is done end scene um however very convincing so far however if you look at any other species on the planet they do also have multiple genders this is incredible I do not remember, but I will find it in a break. Uh, this incredible scientist who does a TED talk. I think Joan can Google it. <laughs> um, who does this incredible TED talk, and she's a biologist. Uh, she's a bisexual biologist. That should huh. be her tagline. Um, <laughs> um, and she does this TED talk about different animals that basically show. There's a frog that has 37 different types of gender. There's a jellyfish that has. It basically. And I will finish this before you interrupt me and ask all the questions. Um, And basically, it's this idea that it's not... What is the word I'm thinking for? It's not a binary system. And they don't... don't, uh, Male, female don't exist exclusively. So you have biology. You have sex. You have literal genitalia, right? Literal genitalia. I hope... Well, maybe. I don't know. Do you have literal genitalia? I didn't need to know that. I have a visual. <laughs> That's why I grow my this beard. This is why we have Kozel. <laughs> and this is to why take we away have that Kozel. moment. <laughs> and that then is what doctors would assign your sex at birth. Now, sex, gender, gender presentation, um, and sexuality are not the same thing. Not a single one of them is the same thing. Right. But as you say, like the doctor is in charge of this thing. He just, yes, it's her with the hair. <laughs> he just takes the baby out and would say, this is a boy or a girl. This is how it yeah. goes, I think. It, it's got, a, it's got yeah, it it's has, like, it has a penis, it has a vulva. They're going to assign it the words, the semantics, boy and girl. That baby yes. has no idea about sexuality in that very second. Probably because it's just been squeezed through a vagina. It's probably not going to No, it's because, you know, like... I think as a baby, you grow consciousness at about, I don't know. Oh, that's another fun topic. That's a really fun topic. Okay. About when does a baby get consciousness? I like that topic. But that's not for now. Mm. <laughs> um, Antonia yes, her. Forster. Antonia Forster. So, TEDx speech. Antonia. Antonia or Antonio? Antonia. Antonia Forster. Yeah. She will talk about how in the animal world, you can Varieties. not use the... The dichotomy of of a binary system of binary binary. Not binary. <laughs> okay, that's something I will watch. Brilliant! On, yeah, uh, it's it's of. fantastic. It's really interesting. Um, I lost my train of thought. We were talking about this, and we were talking. Okay. You were you were trying to educate me about um the the, the about this binary system mm-hmm. in 
which whatever. So you take out the the, the baby, and the doctor will. I've never assign, done that. I, I should never be allowed to. The do doctor. Business, there is. There are these places. Yes. Uh-huh. Which look like buildings, but they're, they're like hospitals, right? Yes, they're factories for babies uh-huh. because that's all they do. They they say they're <laughs> hospitals for babies, but it's actually oh, where that you takes go. Away the romance. To, to take the baby out. <laughs> yeah, that's where the baby gets born. They will not Sometimes. treat any other things there oh, are, except this. Yeah. Okay. So it's like kind know. of a factory for babies. Only baby that so I've... there is this guy who's or girl. Or whatever. Baby, just go with baby. Just, there is this person that will help um, a, a woman. So far, can I say this? Can I say that women <laughs> give birth? You can say it, not exclusively, but yes, you can say What it do you mean birth. not exclusively? What if you have a um, a trans man who has kept his womb and uterus, so technically can give birth? And that's definitely happened. I can't remember the name of the guy who did it. It was about 12 years ago. So he identifies as a man, but kept his entire uh, reproductive organs, knowing full well that trans people don't have any rights or very few rights, depending on where you come from, if you want to actually give birth, get IVF, have a child. Any of those things is really, really difficult if you are part of the queer community. Because do you know what? We don't have the same rights as you. Look, I agree with that. Can we can we fact check this man yeah he exists i know i, I, I mean it is okay okay ago, yeah. fine but like look 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 <laughs> i want to google <laughs> damn it i don't have maybe so i mean we can cut this out if you don't want this no but it's fine. seriously i mean some a biological woman mm-hmm. with vulva vagina ovaries is pregnant i guess i don't care how okay fair enough but she identifies as a man. So okay. he actually is going through the pregnancy, delivering a baby. Mm-hmm. And I cannot say that that's a woman that's doing that. You can- I would be disrespectful. Honestly, I think that... That would be a man. Be- so a man gave birth to a baby. This is like a headline. It is. It, is, it was a headline, You've actually. You heard it first <laughs> on <laughs> 19 to the dozen. <laughs> Uh, I think you heard it first in 1920. I did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, it is. No, it, this is way I, too weird for me. Okay. So it's, okay, educate so me. I will try because obviously I can only speak for what I, the research I've done and what I've learned and what I've tried to understand myself because it is a conversation that is worth having and that hasn't been in the forefront in our faces. And that's for- why it's on YouTube. <laughs> And it's on TikTok and it's on Instagram and it's on, you name it, every social media. But that's why this conversation needs to be had because even people who really want to understand it and are doing everything they can, we still make faux pas. But I personally think that this this cancel culture that is a thing that exists now, oh my God, how dare you? You made a mistake. You're the worst person in the world. If I make any mistakes, and I guarantee that I will in this whole conversation with you, it's because I want to learn. I want to know more. And I, I love the fact that you want to know more too, because, you know, every day is a learning day. That's like my fucking catchphrase. Um, <laughs> hire me. I'm a great teacher. <laughs> um, so yes, bit of a mind fuck, but does it, does it affect you in any way, shape or form if that person that is giving birth prefers to be called he, she, John, Sarah, Wayne, Bogdan. No. Therefore, who gives up? Like, why Why is it an issue? You're right. It's not an issue. <laughs> so, My life did not change. I mean, maybe a little but bit. But for like other people... Three seconds, I, I just... <laughs> 
when I'm back. Good. That's great. I loved you for those three seconds. Um, but for other people who it does affect them and makes them feel that they can identify with somebody, it makes a positive difference to them. I personally think that everybody who says that, think of the children and, oh my God, I hate this. This is the worst thing in the world. I, I don't, it, it's not, it's not for you. It, you, I use, English is terrible. We don't have that like plural world. Not I for you, it. but I for other people. And yeah, that's, um, that's fine. I, that I don't understand. It doesn't negatively affect you or impact you in any way other than having an educational conversation. Therefore, who cares? Like let, let people have the, have children have their lives that they want to live as long as they're not actively, you know, hurting somebody else. Look, to me, the situation is like this. And anyway, we've, uh, we've, we've all, we've all <laughs> seen uh, South Park when Randy Marsh, I think he was uh, identifying as a dolphin and he even had that operation and so on. So whatever. I, I get that. Much I mean, easier if it's been, a cartoon. Not to mention about the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito movie. When one of them gets pregnant, I don't remember which one. Oh, I remember and that gives movie. birth. So it happened. Arnold is fucking Arnold. <laughs> Mr. Universe, of course. He got pregnant with himself. But my point is... <laughs> oh my God, the 90s were great. <laughs> yeah, the 90s were great. <laughs> were great. <laughs> it all ended up in Matrix, though. 99. Wachowski brothers, uh, which are now yes, the Wachowski fucking sisters. sisters. Yes, I love them. Fucking hell. Sorry, no offense to the community, but they are ugly girls. Oh, you can't... They like, are fucking ugly girls. I would not fuck the Wachowski sisters. I don't think that would fuck though you either. I, I would suck... <laughs> And I probably, this will not be okay no, for you. No, this is too. definitely not But okay. I would suck John Malkovich. If there would be a man in this world that I would suck, it would be John Malkovich. Well, there you go. You're proving you go. straight away that there am is I, actually Am I gay? No, am I... Maybe you're on the spectrum because there am is no the fucking binary system. It doesn't exist. It's a social books. construct. If, 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 if John will tell me, Bogdan, I would let you suck your um, my dick, <laughs> but please, I love boobs. So I would become trans? Would I become trans? You would be part of the trans community, oh, yeah. Jesus, this is not Spain. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it is as a blooper. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there's a couple of things know. there that I, I don't if know. I were you, I wouldn't put I, out. I don't know. Yes, right? No. Um, <laughs> it's Best of all the world. Because no. you know why it's called. Cool. You know oh, why it's called, cool, right. Because anybody would suck John Malkovich's dick. <laughs> Seriously. Good. I mean, the guy is awesome. He is awesome. Not in black sales, but in, in like in... in they might, lick, they might lick his nipple but, if, if but, he's lucky. Look, look, fine, not a lesbian. <laughs> but what if John Malkovich would identify with a girl? As a girl. As a girl, whatever. Would that not be lesbian hate? No. No, because that's also personal. Yeah, like, because also... Ah, they, so yeah, you would just would... Like, not like him because not because not he's a him. man, but because he's an ugly lesbian. Or what? <laughs> or just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. I yeah. Mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like the other million girls, I yeah. don't want to fuck. <laughs> I'm not, yeah, exactly that. Yeah. It's the inside that counts. Yeah, exactly. The personality. Who? Yeah, so <clears throat> what were we saying? John Malkovich, blah, blah. Before no, that. Before that. <laughs> Let's go on a different <laughs> tangent. You want to go back to the artsy <laughs> Yes, the artsy part. Look. Artsy. <laughs> Makes Artsy. it sound so professional. Oh, okay, so the man gave birth, blah, blah. Yeah, so we talked about the man giving Look, birth. Look, okay. to me, to me, I, because 
I understand the need of awareness. Mm-hmm. And the way I understand the need of awareness as a hetero man is the following situation, okay. which friends of mine, which are a gay couple, explain it to me. Mm-hmm. And this is wrong. This is what is wrong with the legislation today. And I think that 99.9% of the people would support this. Um, is, for example, that you're, you are lesbian or gay, you have your partner, 12 years, 15 years, 20 years together, that partner needs some medical intervention, you are not part of his immediate family, mm-hmm. you are not allowed to be there. Uh, On their deathbed, you know, you're not whatever. allowed in the hospital, I, you're basically a stranger. This, this is fuck is something that fucking every straight man on the planet, every straight girl on the planet can relate to. Going back to the point that Joanna made when we were off camera, that you and you made while we were on camera talking about lavender girls, is that you need to bring out your sexuality and whatever tags or how do you call this things he, she, said whatever all pronouns, the, pronouns, ev- anything else that you want to bring out. It is because when you were growing up, you had this thing that something is your that you're not the norm, whatever the norm meant. So you didn't know what it felt like until we were You didn't talking. know what it felt like to be to have to be to be part of something. You were always excluded no matter what it was. No matter whether you were in the changing rooms and the girls were like, "Oh, you can't look at me. I caught you staring." Or you would be, you know, watching a, a like a, a well for me a rugby game in England, and um, people like people would just say things, and you would hear these like ridiculous sentences. Oh, I bet you like that. Oh, not her. She doesn't like guys or something ridiculous. It, and it, if it was jock talk, yeah, I know. But you know what? Ten years of it can get a bit much. Um, five years of it can get a bit much. Everybody has different ba- breaking points. Um. Yeah, this is a great book, by the way. <laughs> um, what what my point was is that I understand the need of representation, mm-hmm. but now from what I believe, no, I'm not going to talk about the point of the hetero world. I'm going to talk about my opinion. Okay, thank you. My, it's better like this. It <laughs> I <is>. think, wow. <laughs> you can't speak. I just had like males a, either. Yeah. So from my point of view. I totally understand this, and I repeat, it's it's a situation in which your somebody is on the deathbed, their partner cannot be there. Mm-hmm. It's a situation in which, for some reason, you're supporting somebody to go through high school, blah blah. If you would be um, the norm, typical, typical. If you would be, <laughs> thank you. If you would be a typical family, then at a divorce, you would get something. You would be taken care of blah 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 i understand the legislation is not there for this particular cases and this is what i would always vote for support and so on okay thank you my point is mm-hmm. or what what no no it's not my point but what i'm struggling with is this weirdness that comes also from the same community lgbt plus uh, lgbtq the plus part, maybe i plus whatever the whole umbrella mm-hmm. so my point is you do you guys do have an agenda that's obvious and it's normal to have it because as you said until not so long ago it was illegal you know for you to be yourself which is damn right stupid man nobody should make nobody should make laws and tell you how to live like 
I understand this. I totally understand this. Okay. Okay. But when it when the chatter on social media is, um, I have a dick, but I identify as a girl, and I need to be in the girl toilet, and this goes on forever and ever, and this is the loudest okay. thing that comes out, or then other, you know, I guess at one point for me it feels that you're not talking to us you're just screaming your identity forward and in order for you guys to for everybody to be in a world where they feel comfortable i guess you need to talk to the majority whatever that majority means even either it's you you know what i mean I, I do. it's a positive thought i'm not yeah okay yeah please yeah. do not get no, no, triggered no. i'm not triggered because because the because the system today is that we elect some representatives corrupt or not that make oh. some laws mm-hmm. w- on which we abide this is how the system works yeah but just right? because their laws doesn't mean that they're correct no but your i i think i think and i hope for that your aim is to be able f- uh, to to have the same rights yeah right that's so that means changing I, the law yeah it doesn't really mean a revolution because percentage wise you would not win <laughs> uh, agreed but i don't right? think every I mean, revolution it, it has been won mean, with a bigger num- biggest number what I meant is like you cannot change it by force. You have to play by I the system, like whatever ah. the system is okay. today. All right. And it's unfair to you as it was unfair to all the other people that needed to change the system. Throughout the history, it's not the first time when it happens. It's the first time when it probably has this sexual connotation. But there's always been... No? Marginalized groups. Exactly. Yes. So my point is... What is your question? No, my point is... If you want to talk to me as a straight man, bring out that good story. Don't, you know, because that, that's how I started. I started that for me, where I shut down on this okay. is like this example that the girl that gave birth to a boy identifies with a man. I understand that. Okay, fine. I feel like you got that flipped, but okay. Um. The other way around. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> No, okay. You understand what I'm saying? I, I mean, I can why not, why not change? Why not focus on changing one thing? Okay, you, you do you. Yeah. We, I got we'll, your point. Okay, thank you. You're right. There are many different laws and it changes country to country. And normally what countries have is they have like a the bordering countries are relatively similar. And then if you go too far away, it it kind of gets a little bit more extreme. Basic geography, basically how kind of cultures work. Yes, you're right. There are far more important things than a bathroom. There is uh, the brilliant, brilliant um, metrosexual uh, website, which I will also send to you. You're going to get a lot of references after this chat. Um, Who did the gingerbread person um and he created something that would like a graphic that would help for people to understand kind of the different um the different aspects of the conversation that we're having in a visual gingerbread format child friendly and everything it was great uh however even just the fact that it, it, this thing can be child friendly it's scary fucking hell seriously what, what? <laughs> just... <laughs> i don't understand that every single disney movie is a girl and a guy end up together how is that any different? I We're don't not watch scary. Disney, I don't know. 
Oh, you had a deprived childhood. Mm. That's showing. I um, was I grew up in communist Romania. What do you want? I cannot relate to that. <laughs> Therefore it's wrong and I don't understand it and I need to have a podcast about it. Was bad. Um no, so I understand that in the scale of things that matter where the toilet aspect is is could be considered pretty low on the spectrum because compared to being allowed to exist it's you know you know a different scale however do you know what's something that you need to use every single fucking day is a fucking toilet i am allowed to swear right cool <laughs> and have you ever been told that you can't use a bathroom yeah because i was not a customer at that place that's why therefore that's i feel that's perfectly acceptable therefore i bought a fucking coffee which i didn't want also perfectly acceptable <laughs> But if you have a space where all you want to do is something that, if you want to talk biology, every single biological creature on this planet excretes and urinates different ways. I don't know enough about biology. Again, watch uh, <laughs> Andrea Forster. Um, but that's something that is taken away from us. It's a fucking toilet. Look, I... But there are Have you not been place. to parties where you've used other... Like, yeah, I don't shit i just want to use nobody the cares but it shouldn't a, be a conversation i agree but it is because people are taking away a right that's the problem it's not that we want to use it it's that people don't want us to use it that's where the problem is it's a toilet but if people take that away from you then you have fewer places that you can actually go to the bathroom done it's that simple and sometimes you just gotta go do you agree that Czech Republic is like super open and super? Ooh, no, no. Um, Have you had hate in Czech Republic yeah. except this one? <laughs> I won't count you as hate. I'll count you as. Uh, <sighs> Thank I'm working you. Towards my good karma for today. Thank you. You're <laughs> learning an old man something. <sighs> Teaching. Really? Is this your definition of Czech Republic? Ah, me. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. I can live with that. Um, personally, um, I haven't had anything, but I have had friends who have here in the Czech Republic. And it's... Will, will your friends beat me up on the streets when I'll be famous because of this? Oh, honey. No, it's the other way around. They beat up the gays. Okay. No, he's talking... Yeah, he's talking about... Yeah, never mind. I'm not explaining that one. Um, no, I, I haven't, thankfully. Um, again, I have also been here for most of coronavirus, so... <laughs> Um, haven't had to experience much else other than the inside of my four walls. Uh, but no, I do. Like when we have been out to to friends and to uh, Patra, which are incredible, amazing, welcoming places, uh, you talk to people and they tell you horror stories about being here. As much as the Czech Republic is relatively open compared to a lot of other countries in the world. Yeah, they're like, yeah, you can be gay. Totally fine. Civil unions, totally fine. Oh, but... What was that wonderful politician? Uh, I don't know his actual name. I can only remember Potomio. What's his actual name? Okamura. Yeah. T -t -t Okamura. Okamura. He... No, of course he's not. But he... And there... he has a gay brother. He has a gay brother, I know. Um, he stole my line. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I told you that. <laughs> um, I don't remember. <laughs> it was only a week ago. Uh he there 
since 2019, they have been discussing whether it should be legal for um, same-sex couples to get married here. And obviously coronavirus came up and I can understand that everything kind of got, got put on the back foot and completely understandable coronavirus no one expected that but they're beginning to bring it back into parliament and as far as i understand that they have a like a four-step process where it gets discussed and then they kind of vote on it and it gets discussed and they vote on it and so they've just had the first discussion it hasn't been voted on yet um in 2019 the, the vote was actually in the majority but obviously a lot of things can happen in, in two years and also there is an election coming up and October. A, you guys have a lot of uh old conservative people um so that's a lot of votes so having people within the party say that they would rather throw them defenestrate such a czech thing to say um than be adopted by a gay couple it just show goes to show that the attitude within this country as progressive as it might attain to be they don't want us to have you, the you same just want the whole hand you just you're not happy with the finger That's are what you? it is. No, I, look, look. If they are going to, if they are going to accept uh, civil um, civil partnership has already yeah. been accepted since 2006. No, 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 no. It's no. not civil partnership in the same way. Marriage, 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 marriage. not the same thing. If they are going to accept marriage, I'm, I'm telling you, for it's the same idea that I've been just, you know, do not talk about adoption. To me, I think that that would be a stopping point. I mean, if okay. you put it in the same bundle. It might not pass. Okay. But if you put just marriage there, it will pass. Because <sighs> as you've said, East, Central and Eastern Europe is full of old conservatives. I'm the young one of them. I know. We're just right? waiting for that generation. So to my disappear. point is, yeah, well, yeah. my point is, don't don't bundle them. Get- we're not. Actually, do you know what? We're not. Uh, the LGBTQ kind of rights group here um, actually didn't. They weren't wanting to kind of bundle everything together. They're doing it step by step. Um, but the Czech government has actually turned around and said, oh, we will only consider the adoption thing if the marriage, uh, marriage passes, goes through. Which is... Which, okay, which fair is enough. Said. It's cool. Yeah, which, honestly, I, I don't... In the UK, it was the other way around. They actually went through the adoption first because... Seriously? Yeah, because they said, why does it matter what your sexuality is? Because it's not a sexuality issue. It is the child needing somewhere to live and getting it out of a system that is more important than someone's sexuality. You understand people would... Disagree with that. Yeah. yeah, I don't have time for those people. That's fine. Um, so I can't remember the dates off the top of my head. Um, I do have stuff I could check. But so the UK went around it a different way. Ad- adoption rights are not sexuality rights. Children need somewhere to live. They need a loving home. Done. Marriage rights, on the other hand, I mean, personally, I'm not for the whole institution um but if people want to get married be my guest i mean i'm against my straight friends getting married as well <laughs> no i'm i'm joking i please i love you guys i can't wait to come to your wedding <laughs> cut this <laughs> um train of thought marriage um, marriage <laughs> yeah if i i can understand separating the two because they are two different issues personally i don't think that adoption is something that should be affected at all by sexuality as long as do the checks do the background checks make sure the person is not I, somebody I think... different but do that if they're straight as well like it doesn't shouldn't matter at all what you want who you want to be with because hopefully all you're looking for is a you know an adult consenting partner who loves you as much as you love them i agree 
I don't want to drop your mic on the floor, but boom. <laughs> Do you want to end it here? No, I don't. But I was just like, okay. nah. Kozel <laughs> didn't say anything. We've switched to passion. The discussions were passionate enough. This is a um, somewhat artisan brewery. Um, if you want to know about Czech beer, there's a, there's a show I follow on YouTube. It's called uh, Beer with Tamir. If you want to know about how Egypt feels like to two Romanian boys that went there, one of them. Anyway, Tangents with Mike and Kalin on Kalin and Mike. Um, Moldovan Abroad and Moldovan Abroad is another channel we like. Monica underscore Mills. Woohoo! Lavender uh, Girls, do they have? No, we're, Lavender Girls is on Vimeo. Um, we have uh, Mojo Stickers on Instagram. We have Monica Mills on Instagram. We have Art Circle Crew on Instagram. And mostly we have a lot of events here in Prague. We have, um, I've actually got a screening of Lavender Girls. You actually should do a shout out for something that is in June something. I have two shout outs to do for June. My June Because is really this busy. Will air, um, this is episode eight. eight. This will air on the 2nd of June or the, yeah, okay, or the, like the first Sunday of June. Yeah, I have two shout outs. Um. So on the 9th of June, we're doing a Lavender Girls screening um, at Art Together. Uh, we will be showing, uh, exhibiting the paintings. We will be showing the first part of Lavender Girls and If you come, you might have a little surprise too. Then I'm also exhibiting my sculptures and my Lavender Girls again here at Progovka uh, on the 17th of June. So it's a busy month. Um, and yeah, I'll be showcasing all, all of the paintings. I'll be showcasing my sculptures, which actually deal more with LGBTQ rights. Uh, the countries I'm looking at is here, the Czech Republic plus England. Portugal, Hungary, the Cameroon, Mexico, and the United States. Uh, so it's very diverse, um, where we are almost celebrated, and also where the queer community is not allowed to exist. So yeah, it's uh, quite heartfelt, um, and yeah, it would be amazing to have as many people as possible to come and support us. But before we talk about your art, now that this is a wonderful introduction, did you say the dates and the places? 9th of June at Art Together, 17th of June here at Progovka. This place, we filmed a little bit as we were coming in. This looks... Um, <laughs> this is at the almost outskirts of Prague. Um, it, looks, it, it looks very Eastern, Central and Eastern European, my Czech friends. Um, it's a former factory. Yo, it used actually to be a the, car factory. The city hall um, just repurposed the old factory building into this buzzing, effervescent art yeah. studios. So, Pergovka, we have the cafe downstairs. It has three different galleries. They have events all the time. Um, and then what they do is they actually rent out the higher floors to two artists. There's, I couldn't even tell you how many artists there are here. I know that I'm part of a cohort of, there's 10 of us in total. Um, and we have two rooms. I lucked out that actually because of the coronavirus, I was able to... We were only allowed one person at a time, so I was able to kind of commandeer this whole room to myself. Um, 
which is probably unfair and wouldn't have happened without coronavirus. So, you know, silver lining. And um, they actually have a they have a, an exhibition going on right now called uh, Collaborazze, which was an open call to all of the artists here uh, to showcase their work. Uh, the non- white trucks outside are with that? No, or? the white trucks outside are actually uh, a long-term installation. Uh, Collaborazze is uh, it's new. It only opened on the 8th of May, actually. And uh, it showcases all of the artists that have used this space or are currently using this space. And you have everything from audio to painting to sculptures to installation art to video art, you name it, it's there. Uh, and it is, it's a phenomenal like space to exhibit your work and they have workshops, they have exhibitions, they have kind of showcases, they do screenings, they have meeting rooms. It's a, it's an incredible place to come and visit. Well done Czech Republic for supporting, uh, for supporting art in this way. And this is something that at least uh, Romania should look into. I mean, old uh, old uh, factories which are no longer functioning, the, those spaces can be repurposed and they give so much value back to the city and the community and so on. It, amazing, it is amazing, yeah. yeah. Uh, what we do home is uh, we let them like uh, go down of age and then we build uh, like panelaki, but the new panelaki. Oh, know, the, the fancy new block ones. of yeah. yeah, the fancy panelaki on it. So it's basically lost in a way. Yeah. yeah. No, like the word we use for this kind of area in English is like a brownfields, which I didn't really know. My, my dad told me about it when I was kind of explaining this area to him. And um, yeah, this this whole area is almost desolate, but they have the um, like the beer fest down at the bottom, which has the best burger I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, they only sell one burger. And it's the best one. They don't sell any others because they don't need to. Um, and <laughs> it's a meal for a day. Uh, and it's 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 amazing that we've been able to have the, these outdoor areas, considering that we're still not allowed to go inside. So True. yeah, it's yeah. been a haven. Now, although places. the um, the galleries have opened, the museums have opened. Yeah. Um, the some of the cinemas have opened. I think the only thing that's missing right now in Czech Republic is. Uh, is eating inside? Yeah. Because the weather is 14th still not okay. of June. And um, bars and rest, I mean, like clubs, the, the underground oh, the, places. The, the fun places. The fun places. <laughs> the yeah. fun the places. Fun places. <laughs> Friends, Patra, shout out. Woohoo. Can't wait to come and visit you in three weeks. <laughs> yeah. So um, I really, really, really like your oils. Thank you. To me, I, I've told you this before, it looks like taking a picture with a. With a like a blurred with a blurred yeah yeah that was exactly the reason uh that was exactly the point behind what i wanted to do i so i researched a ton of different initially like lgbtq plus movies like that's a whole genre we're we're a genre now we're fancy why we're a genre i don't understand but never mind um and i decided that it made more sense to me to stick with uh lesbian representation the women on women because i didn't i didn't identify in the same way uh, with um, kind of the, the masculine energy. That wasn't something that I actually identified with. Uh, so I, and also there's, what I realized is there is far less um, female lesbian representation showing showing relationships um, in the same way that there, there, are, there are male ones. I didn't want to look at television because television has a, like, it's, it's just a much different, it's a much different audience because you can get people in different ways and it's it's like covert 
right? Like mainstream cinema, you have these billboards and these posters that are everywhere and they're in your face and you like you you can't not know about it. Whereas, you know, TV, DVDs, television series, you know if it's after 10, then maybe if you're lucky you'll get a gay character. Um <laughs> <gasps> you had one but all along. Brobeck Mountain. Yeah, it was a beautiful, beautiful movie. Shot in Romania. Was it? Really? No way. Yeah, next to beautiful the Beautiful scenery. Really stunning. Yeah. Um, oh, can't wait to travel again. Um, New Zealand mountains have nothing on Romanian mountains. Oh, I don't know about that. I'll have to go to Romania and then I will compare and I'll come back to you with that. Um, so, yeah. I, Art. <laughs> I focused on... 21st century movies, movies that I kind of would have grown up with or um, or were close close enough in age that I was like, okay, I, I was definitely questioning my sexuality at this point. Um, and I wanted to go international. I've lived in six countries. I was like, there's no way I'm just going to do like British movies or there's no way I'm just going to do like American Hollywood movies, even though those obviously, for me anyway, are more mainstream. So I did a bunch of research. I was... I, trolled through every single the 30 best lesbian movies you should ever watch before you die <sighs> um <laughs> and what i gathered was that there is a lot of there's a lot of romances i'd say of if in that 30 movies i'd say probably about 28 of them are romances you don't get a movie where you just have a gay character who exists and is part of like a fantasy or an action movie. You don't or get a, a gay noir. Yeah, I haven't. There's had no gay detective in... going to find somebody like in rain. Like not that I found. And if anybody has movies that they are yelling at me right now, going, but what about this one? Please subscribe, send a little message, and we all know he's going to be like, look, you didn't know about this one, and I will then watch it. Um, so yeah, so I kind of, I, I, I foraged through, uh, the lesbian movie scenes. Um, and I, I did, I watched a lot, a lot of, um, movies that had lesbian characters. And I was specifically looking for the moment of coming out where they, not, they were like, oh my God, I've just realized I'm a lesbian. If that was the scene, fine, go for it. But also just where they, it is acknowledged, like where that is blatantly stated in the movie that, I am gay. Full because stop. Period. For for that community, coming out is a is a is it's a thing. You, have you ever had like to come second, out? No. They're yeah, yeah, like an asshole. Oh, like you a, didn't have to. We all knew. <laughs> <laughs> we all suspected. Oh. We talked about it behind your back. Oh. Um, but no, exactly. Coming out is a thing that you you can't fathom the idea of course you can imagine everybody has an imagination you can go maybe no, I agree. like you that cannot. but you, you cannot, cannot fathom yeah. it you cannot I feel it cannot. and uh, i don't because know it, it, the way i see it and mm -hmm. do please educate me a little I will bit more do my best okay is because it's not really about you it's about your parents your siblings right that's well, that's why the the stress is there because you've already in order to come out you have to accept yourself right yeah you cannot come out like halfway, right? Can you can you can you come out with a pinky? <laughs> no. I think some people you, have. Um. <laughs> you have to go liberace on it, right? You Ooh. have to. <laughs> okay, even I've not gone liberace on it. Right? Like, <laughs> da -da -da. If you can have a marching band as well. Hey, but I, I think. I would. Look, I I really think it's hard. I, I, it, it's not about me. 
is it hard because of the people around you why why is it hard to go come out is it hard because the society will judge you is it hard what is the hardest tell me about it so i think there are multiple facets to the difficulty yes i think actually the first one is yours to yourself that is the initial one the first one where you go holy shit ah like and it's not like yay i'm gay that's not your first thought your whole your first thought is oh fuck i have to tell the world that i'm gay and i know that the world isn't particularly accepting no matter where you come from no matter where you come from your first thought isn't yay i'm gay your first thought is ah! silent screaming only dogs can hear it kind of thing um or at least that was that like even for me where i kind of never questioned my sexuality i never i like I think the Lavender Girls video was probably my biggest coming out to my parents. Lavender that... Girls video is very good. Don't tell me that your parents just saw the video. You didn't have the talk. So the talk was very different with my family. I never said that I was gay. I never said that I was anything. I was just like, hi, this is my girlfriend. And like, oh, this is my boyfriend. Or like, I dated this person. I never said the words BT dubs. I like women or I like men or I like everything in between or I like everything or I like nobody because I come from a, quite a religious background. They're quite Catholic and they were very, very conservative. Um, and well, I didn't talk to them about like my sex life, period, because why would you talk to your parents about that? I don't know. British conservatism in there. I think actually now I think it's great to talk to your parents about that. I would do things differently. But that's not the way that I was brought up. That's not the way that they were brought up. We change things with generations. So I didn't talk to them about my sex life, period. Did they talk to you about your... They uh, gave me some beautiful books that did, were no? very well illustrated and I know how babies are made, I think. <laughs> Haven't read those books in about 20 years. So <laughs> might need to read them again. Are you going to have a baby? Are you thinking about <gasps> having sometimes a baby? Do you see a baby in your future? Uh, not Sometimes? in my not right, a, not in right. my immediate future. No, because I'm a poor artist. Please no, buy my paintings. Um, do not <laughs> tell me you're not having a baby because you're I'm poor. Not. That's stupid. For uh, no. babies are not burdens. No, no, my God, no, not at all, not at all. Babies are not a burden at all. I would never say that. But I think that having a baby is a choice. That's we, a beautiful I, thing in the world. We're unhappy. Mama. I know. Don't worry. I can tell you what she's gonna say. Um. <laughs> so I, yeah, movies. Yeah, so I started watching these movies and uh, I, I, I took recommendations from friends first, from my queer friends. And I hadn't actually, I hadn't actively chosen to watch anything. Um, the first movie that I remember watching was Gia, the 1998 Angelina Jolie movie, which is heavily referenced in the documentary Lavender Girls. It, it's it spoke to me and sparked something in me that I recognized and I, I don't know, I, I can't, I, there were no words to describe what it was that I felt, but I felt, I felt seen, I felt accepted, I felt acknowledged, I felt like I could have an attitude and go, fuck yeah, I like girls too, but I mean, I was like 12 or 13, so like I had it in my head, I was like, yes, I'm gay, but silently, like, yeah, boys are great, um, <laughs> um, and and then then from like and then I and then I, I yeah I watched a lot of the L word and the L word for me was very it, it, transformative. This is a television series. Um, it was made like two thousand and six to two thousand and nine, give or take, maybe a little bit more. Um, it's like a six six part season, um, and it it was 
it was incredible. It was amazing. It was like rated like 16 or 18 or something. And I was a little bit young. So like, again, it was something like I hid in my bedroom, like under my bed so that my parents wouldn't see it. But again, it was this kind of quite Christian, quite Catholic background. Um, my parents were never against it. P- let people do what they want. But like, it's like a not in my backyard kind of thing. Like, I don't, don't want do what you want to do, but like, don't want to see it. And then, I don't know, I moved away and... I spent a lot of time doing the things I wanted to do. And I think that every time like I dyed my hair a color or wore something that was my conservative parents thought was inappropriate or they were like, you haven't had a boyfriend for a long time. I'm like, "Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They they knew, they never never didn't know. In fact, I think that they probably knew. In fact, my mom had this brilliant way of saying it just the other week where she was like, I always just knew you just needed to like experience things and that was just who you were like she's like you were like you were the rainbow I'm like oh my mom I don't think quite realized how gay that reference was but it was beautiful um so yeah I didn't have like a sit down chat with my parents of mom dad I think I'm gay because I like guys too as well so I was like can (gasps) I be dismissive now that's that's a fine story Monica thank you for telling us going back to your art yes is this what going out, coming out feels like? Because if you like look at it, mm-hmm. it's not focused. So it to feels me, like you're not like, being seen. Exactly. Yeah. But to me, your paintings look like they come from outside in. It's not from no, no, from inside out, not from outside in. I mean, okay. I mean, I'm not looking so, like, through yeah. a lens, but this is how somebody would viewing s- us. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think the fact that mainstream cinema is now actually taking us on, we're getting a taste of what people think that what they think that we will think like what we are, rather than us turning around and going like, actually, this is what we're like. Um, where do I have it? No, it's not one of the ones up here. Um, Sam, maybe slowly you can. You, my man, Stan. My man, Stan. Um. Uh. Yeah. So some of the paintings that I've done. Um, I, I tried not to focus specifically just on female directors. I do have a lot more female directors just because that tends to be more of a subject matter, actually. Um, and, but I, I didn't want to make that distinct, uh, dis- uh, decision. Um, but having these paintings and watching the way that different people come out, for example, um, the one that's directly behind me is, uh, the 2020 film, The, the Prom which is a super fancy, like flamboyant, over-the-top musical that actually, like, you know, in the depths of the, in the depths of the isolation, everybody needs a musical, right? Um, you're not answering that, so I feel like musicals maybe aren't your thing. But it, it was, it kind of gave me this kind of beautiful escapism and the entire story was about one girl not yet out and her moment of coming out and it takes if i i can't exactly remember but it's a long way through it's towards the end of the film that the not the main character the main character is already out she's proud and she wants to go to the prom with her girlfriend and it's her girlfriend who's kind of you know a little bit more in the closet but understandably so because do you want to know what it's her mother spoilers who is the person who is leading the kind of the rampage against this couple wanting to go to a dance and just hold hands and dance to some shitty pop music. 
Um, Very so, conservative mom, man. Yeah, what I, can I say? and that's what I—that's actually one of the few things that frustrated me about this movie was the fact that the whole movie, the 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 mother is this tyrant, and her daughter comes out and she's immediately like, "Oh, it's fine." And sometimes, of course, that I feel like that must happen. I I, I hope that that happens, but I I don't think it's that easy. I don't have kids. If I would have kids and my kid would come out, that would happen instantly. Because, as I was saying while we were... We've talked about a lot of things. We're all humans in the end. And if that's the human you made, that's the human you made. (laughs) (laughs) You cannot change that. I mean, that's it. Exactly, exactly. But... But that's what I'm saying. It's not a... a, um, an incorrect representation um, but for for personally for this movie because they were going through so many very obvious stereotypes that was one that I was actually surprised that they took because I know that in the, the musical like actually on stage musical that's not what happens the mother doesn't immediately go like oh my god no you're amazing it's totally fine I changed my mind she takes her time to warm up to the idea because it might you, take 30 sec 30 minutes in real life yeah yeah, yeah i mean it's but it's I mean, still it's you know like movie. i saw the bad but so that's why like, this one is so blurred um this one is an israeli movie it's called this is steve oh this is steve fuck steve <laughs> this is not steve this is paul oh no steve's in the other room oh that's I, Paul. <laughs> this is Paul. We love Paul. I'm sorry I took we off your love head. Paul. And I'm sorry I took off your arm. And I'm sorry your left leg is a little bit twisted. But it's all for a good cause. Paul is somewhat blocking. Um, Paul's got a great ass. I know, right? I modeled him after my own. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that was a trap. <laughs> It was a fucking trap. I, I planned that. I didn't really. I didn't see um, it coming. <laughs> no, I did. I, I, I genuinely did. Like, I, I have the photographic evidence. Um, <laughs> uh, but the painting behind Paul is... Uh, <laughs> oh, it's you. Go on, go on. You don't need me. Give me, like... The painting behind Paul is from an Israeli movie called uh, Barash, or the translation is Blush. And uh, again, it was the reason I wanted to go international was because, I mean, I only know my experience and like my friends' experiences and our experiences are relatively similar. So I wanted to know what it was like to go somewhere that was more religious or more conservative or kind of less conservative, but more traditional. And and I, I didn't know... I didn't know what I was getting into and this was a beautiful like high school realization moment and it was something that I could relate to because I was a high school kid but I didn't have an older sister to go like hey by the way I think I like girls too. Um, If you go up the one above that is Below Her Mouth. Um, this was actually the first movie that I watched when I started doing this series. Um, I know Below Her Mouth in the lesbian community gets a lot of hate. It's directed by a guy. It has a lot of titillation versus like representation. Um, and I, I understand that. It's it's There's a lot of sex scenes, like a lot of sex scenes. Um, but it wasn't that that kind of stood out for me. What stood out for me was the fact that the main character, Dallas, turns around and goes, I don't tell my coming out story because it's not a one-time thing. And I'd never kind of understood that concept before. I was like, you come out, it's fine, you're gay. And you just say it again and again and again. And then she's like, 
the way that she explains it in the movie, she's like, I've come out to the bank, I've come out to my doctor, I've come out to my parents, I've come out to my friends. Every time I meet someone new, I come out to them. You never stop coming out because it's still, I mean, it's a 2016 movie, so it's five years old, but you never stop coming out. And again, if you think coming out is a one-time thing, that's bullshit. You have to keep doing it. And we should do it. We need to do it. I don't hate doing it. But you know what? I can't wait for a future where nobody has to come out and you just can be. We can just be human and exist without having rights taken away from us. Um, if you go to the black one um, with like the scary Casper the ghost type um, figure... Uh, that is a British movie. It's titled The Secret Diaries of Anne Lister. Uh, there's actually a brand new television series that's just come out called Gentleman Jack. That's all about the same character, Anne Lister. She's not a character. She is a historical character. She actually existed. Oh, I wish I remember dates. Uh, in the 19th century, she wrote these elaborate diaries in code talking about her her love for women, her love for her compatriots, her companions. And I will admit that because she was a woman of means, she had money, she had a title, she didn't have to give a fuck what the government said. She didn't have to give a fuck what society said. She could just do what she wanted because she didn't need to get married. So this is where these things kind of, if you go far enough back, it is the laws are, we get into the patriarchal, like, problem. We get into the idea of ownership, of women not being able to have the same rights. You, It becomes a feminist issue. Um, but the way that the movie portrays um, Anne Lister, it's, I think it's 56% of the way through the movie, she exclaims at a dinner table, I would like to settle with a female companion. And it's the most perfect response from her aunt, who is an old, old maid, for the time anyway, um, who responds with, well, I suppose if she's a woman, she must know what she's doing, or something to that effect. Um, and it's, 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 it's just, it's quite passe. They move on from it. They don't talk about it. It's a very British, in all honesty, way of kind of dealing with so, talking about something that is emotionally poignant. Um, if I go to my right, you're not going. You're not going to the right because you're not changing the camera anymore. I mean, you know the. This is my right. This is like, this is awesome, man. And I, I like felt that you were you in a way, in which I, I think I can never be me. <laughs> Chapeau. Last Thank thing. You. Okay, go for it. We're gonna end it like this because we should end it high because all the fucking episodes are ending like this. Okay, how are they ending? So do like fucking uh, you know like subscribe <laughs> and shit. Can you tell I haven't watched any yet? <laughs> I'm joking. It doesn't really matter because mm, I was bad. We will cut this. Last thing. Yeah, Monica. I'll give you the power of snapping your fingers and changing anything you fucking want about the world today. I'll only give you one snap. So you do whatever you want with it. 
but before you tell us what you're going to do with it, shall I say again, without the fucking, but fucking at Monica underscore Mills, awesome, um, 19 to the dozen, the subscribe, if you're still here, the subscribe <laughs> button is just like there, here, like there, there, somewhere there, it's there. <laughs> It's red. It says subscribe with white fucking letters on it. Click it. Do click it. it now. The greatest click you've done all day. I wish for equality for all humans. That's your like That's six seconds of fame. This has been way really longer than six seconds. Look, please. <laughs> <laughs> please say it three times. I wish. <laughs> Dude. Oh, shit. <laughs> I wish for equality. I wish for LGBTQ community to have the exact same rights and not be discriminated against for loving who we love, for being who we are, for understanding ourselves better than somebody else. And that's a fucking TikTok viral. I don't think that's how you say it. Thank you very much <laughs> for being here. You're welcome. I mean, no. <laughs> You're Th welcome. Thank you so much for coming to my studio. Yeah. <laughs> I love for, this. For I, meeting I, Paul. I, all, I almost always say this because everybody thinks, you know, like, Oh, I'm not going to watch this. It has three hours. It has two hours and a half. It was fucking watch it on Spotify. You don't have to look at it. Just listen to us. Yes. You know, like while you drive, while you fucking cook. Do us while you make love to whatever or whomever you choose to make love tonight. It should be about love. He's not wrong at that point. <laughs> Subscribe for more news.